Pod fam, what is happening? Okay, so today's topic is going to be all things confidence. And this one is going to be such a freaking good episode. Like, honestly, it's going to be that episode that you come back to every time you feel like you are lacking confidence or every time you listen to it, you learn something new and then you apply it to your life and then your mind's blown. Like, that is this episode. It is a gem. And I cannot wait for you to listen. Firstly, so sorry there was no episode last week, but the dogs just would not settle down. They would not give me the time, the space, the fucking silence to record. It was outrageous. The level of energy that both of them had, they would honestly not stop playing for hours. It was ridiculous. But everything happens for a reason, and I used the time to kind of brainstorm and plan for the podcast a bit more, so I'm making some changes. I want to bring you these main episodes on a Monday, so first thing, start of the week, so then you have all week to listen to them. You know, when you're on your way to work, when you're on a hot girl walk, or cleaning your house, doing your chores, whatever, whenever, and also I want to kind of start bringing in mini episodes in, maybe on a Thursday, I'm thinking, and these episodes are just going to be short, they're going to be direct, you know, they could be topic specific, or they could be like three ways how to sort of things or answering your guys' questions or dilemmas that you have currently, which you're more than welcome to come over and message me on the Instagram, uh, Get Curious Pod. And yeah, I just think it's going to be super, super beneficial for everyone listening and the possibilities are endless. So yeah. Now, today, I am now recording in my parents' theater room, which is soundproof, and have abandoned the dog's company because I just need to get this done. I need to get this done. It fills my cup up and my partner, he's starting his boxing camp. So he's out boxing. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to go over to my parents. No one's home. I think my brother's actually upstairs asleep because it's really early in the morning on a Saturday. So yeah, I'm just, I've got a new space now. So I'm just trying to work it out. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into today's topic. So this is going to be all about confidence. Now, I think I've touched on confidence in previous episodes, but I really just wanted to kind of do a standalone episode on confidence, just because even if I've spoken about certain aspects scattered here and there throughout episodes, you know, I think it's really good to just bring new information in and kind of repackage that old information in a way that's purely talking about confidence without attaching it to some other topic. Okay, so I think it's just going to kind of refresh your mind and hopefully, ideally, you'll take some notes down and be able to put some of these things into action in your everyday life. So I'm going to give you some questions that you can ask yourself and I'm also going to give you some exercises that you can do for yourself. So by the end of this episode, you're going to feel a lot more equipped to understand what it takes to be confident and it's going to probably not be what you think it is. So, you know, like a lot of people have different perceptions of what confidence is and I understand that. So I just wanted to kind of clarify what it is, how to become more confident and the specific steps that you can take to be more confident. Oh my God, I said confident a lot there. But anyways, there's so much to cover. So let's just get into it. So just quickly before I really get into it, I first wanted to preference that there is a big, big difference between lacking confidence and just being more of an introvert. And you've really got to identify that within yourself because, you know, you might have people say to you that you're really shy or you're really timid or you're quite reserved. And then you take that on board. 
But then in reality, you're like, I'm, I'm not really shy. I'm not really timid, you know, and I'm not reserved. It's just because I don't want to hang around you, you know, and that's the end of the story. So you might just be an introvert. You know, you might just prefer not to be around large groups of people. You might prefer to be around small groups of people or be alone, right? You might feel depleted and exhausted when you're around these big groups of people, you know, versus being an extrovert who is going to feel energized and excited to be around all these large groups of people, right? But like, honestly, I truly believe that most people don't neatly fit into any one extreme or the other, right? I believe that we all exist somewhere along a spectrum personally. Like I can relate to both being introverted and extroverted in those qualities. And I think that's quite common with people because like, honestly, I'm not a fan of boxing myself into categories, you know, and I don't think anyone should force themselves into these rigid labels going around because it's just, it often creates these unnecessary narratives that limit our potential and that constantly just stick in our subconscious mind. But in context to this, I just want to emphasize that there is a real distinction between simply not wanting to socialize and struggling with your self-confidence. So when you lack confidence, you feel this void within yourself, right? And on the other hand, if you're an introvert or enjoy spending time at home alone, you, you feel content without the need for all these social interactions. So I guess, I guess the key message here is that not wanting to be around people doesn't necessarily mean that you are lacking confidence. All right. So let's dabble into this a little further. If you're tuning in because you want to boost your confidence, I assume it's because you dislike the feeling of not being confident. So it's uncomfortable, right? It's that sense of vulnerability when you find yourself in situations where you might feel a little bit out of your depth or uncertain, right? So here's the crux of it. When confidence is lacking, you often feel your voice goes unheard. You don't quite feel your true self and the essence of who you are isn't really shining through, right? It's like you are missing out on potential connections and opportunities all because of this. So now it's important to pinpoint where in your life this low confidence is affecting you, right? That's the first step to understanding whether it's truly confidence that's the issue. So maybe it surfaces when you have to assert yourself in various situations, you know, whether it's with acquaintances, colleagues, your partner's family, or, you know, even close friends, you know, it, it could even manifest when you're hesitant to step out of your comfort zone just due to fear of judgment, or perhaps it shows up when you're hesitant to promote yourself, you know, you're up for a job opportunity, or up for another chance in life, you know, you might have all the qualifications and skills, but you feel uncomfortable showcasing them and, you know, declaring yourself best fit for that job. So recognizing these areas where the low confidence is affecting you is important because acknowledgement is the first step towards change. All right. You cannot improve what you don't acknowledge. Okay, so let's talk about true confidence. It's important to first understand what it is not, okay? So confidence isn't about being loved by everyone. It's not always having the right thing to say at the right time. It's not always succeeding. It's not always being in the limelight. It's not about being the funniest or the loudest or the smartest person in the room, all right? It's none of those things. Confidence, it comes from being comfortable in your own skin. If you are confident, 
with who you are, then that applies to every other aspect in your life, right? You can still be someone that doesn't really want to go out and doesn't really want to talk to everyone, but that there has nothing to do with confidence, okay? It's how do you feel about who you are? How sure of yourself are you? That's what confidence comes down to. And like most things in life and most things that I speak about on my podcast, it ultimately comes down to your relationship with yourself. Happiness comes down to your relationship with yourself. Everything comes down to your relationship with yourself. And in this particular scenario, there's nothing that's different, okay? Confidence is how comfortable you are in your own skin. So all of this just comes from living your truth, living who you are supposed to be. Now, this is not all a predetermined thing. It's a daily choice that you get to make, all right? Every morning you wake up and you decide whether you are rewriting or reliving your narrative. Often these choices happen subconsciously, right? So it's it's like this thought process that develops over time and we've chosen to, to stick with it. So some might believe that life's paths are predetermined, but honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you don't buy into all that bullshit because my podcast is all about rewriting your narrative, changing your perspective and being a better fucking human. Honestly, if, if you generally hold that belief that life is predetermined and you lack control within your own life, then this podcast is just not aligned with your perspective and your time is probably better spent elsewhere. Love a good rant. So (laughs) let's now discuss the importance of self-discovery. If you don't take the time to understand your desires or your true identity, you're likely going to struggle with confidence. So figuring out your wants and your authentic self isn't particularly difficult, but it often is concealed beneath layers that we've accumulated over time, just kind of like an onion growing, right? So when an onion grows, layer upon layer just keeps growing and that's how it grows. (laughs) I hope I explained that right. Think of yourself as an onion. You've got all these layers that you're growing and accumulating over time. So a common challenge that many people face is kind of modifying or molding themselves based on people that they hang around with or interact with. Okay. So if you're uncomfortable in your own skin, you might encounter, say, fucking Ben, right? Who you see as a conservative individual and you adapt to their behaviors or sorry, adopt to their behavior just to please them, feel accepted by them, right? And then you go on and you meet fucking, I don't know, Sally, who might be outgoing and bubbly and you've adjust who you are and your demeanor to gain her approval and her acceptance, right? So this pattern just continues with every new encounter that you meet, right? Creating the belief that you need to wear all these different personality masks, right? So the problem with consistently adjusting your persona is when you meet someone you deeply admire or you've placed on, you know, the pedestal air quotation marks, which you shouldn't be doing. I've got episodes on that. Um, whether, you know, it's a career opportunity, a family member, or even a fucking a crush, someone you're really into, right? You suddenly find yourself in these states of anxiety, okay? So you've been so focused on tailoring your behavior to please others that you struggle to act naturally. You're only responding based on what you think that person wants to hear. And as a result, your uniqueness and your originality is drowned out and you present as this fucking watered down non-authentic fucking version of yourself like what a waste of your time okay like it like think of it this way if you're doing this with a crush 
you will be disappointed in the end. I will guarantee you because your crush may think that you're a nice person, but there's nothing intriguing or memorable about you. And then they're just going to move on to the next person. So every time you try to be what someone else desires, it's a waste of your time and not even worth your effort. Okay. Like including myself, right? I've learned the hard way over many years trying to fit into various molds that people have is like, no, it's a, it's so important to be who you are and your authentic self from day one. All right. If, if say back to the crush scenario, if it doesn't work out, if that's perfectly fine, then you move on to the next opportunity without compromising who the fuck you are. Now, here's the perspective that you should adopt, right? Being liked for who you truly are is far more valuable than being liked for a persona you've fabricated, all right? So this facade is bound to crumble eventually and it's simply a waste of your time, okay? But within this issue of adopting these different personas, a more profound problem lies beneath the surface and that's losing sight of your genuine self and desires. Fortunately for you, rediscovering them isn't overly complex, okay? So all it requires is a bit of, you know, retrospection. So sitting down with a blank piece of paper and a pen and jotting down these questions. What you're passionate about, what energizes you, and what truly ignites your spirit, all right? It's pretty straightforward process and your authentic self will just come flooding out. So adding to that, the reason why this clarity isn't always, you know, there because it's often clouded by this self-imposed beliefs and notions, you know, that are so unintentional on your behalf. But if you find yourself not pursuing the life that you desire and not living as the person that you kind of, you know, aspire to be, it's usually a result of choices and decisions that have buried that inner part of yourself, all right? So perhaps you're reluctant to admit that your life aspirations, you know, so you feel you feel pressured to conform to others' opinions and expectations, yeah? So this can, this most often comes from family, okay? So, or, or you carry a sense of responsibility for others, right? So that leads you to opt for these, you know, seemingly more secure paths rather than, you know, straying from them and doing what you fucking want to do. Yeah. So I truly like the issue with this, right? When you fake a persona to such an extent that it becomes a long-term facade in your relationship, you you begin to feel confined, right? The genuine you remains hidden and you are, you know, you're grappling with the realization that this person knows only one side of you, right? While the real you is fucking yearning to break free, okay? It's an utter waste of your time. In a toxic relationship, for example, right, this will then compound and you will feel more and more incapable of expressing your true self. So in a healthy relationship, however, ideally, you should be able to turn to your partner and say, you know, there's this part of me that I've kind of kept, you know, suppressed for no good reason. And I really want to kind of explore it a bit more. Your partner should then respond positively celebrating your pursuit of joy and self-discovery and if they don't that's a sign of toxicity get the fuck out the truth is we all possess an internal alarm system you know the sort of like inner compass that is constantly guiding us towards what we truly want so 
when we find ourselves lacking confidence, it often stems from not staying true to our authentic self. So in such situations, you might feel compelled to agree with someone when you don't genuinely share the same views as them, or you downplay your identity, thoughts, feelings, whatever. So for example, this can be provoked by family pressures, you know, like parents imposing specific career expectations onto you, which can make you feel uncomfortable being your true self around them. All right. To that, your parents might, you know, insist that, you know, this is, they're doing all of this and they're putting these expectations on you out of concern for your future or wanting you to be financially secure or successful, whatever. You know, parents also in another scenario, they may struggle with their child's non-straight orientation and sexuality, right? So then they start citing all these fucking concerns about their well-being and, you know, it just creates all these fucking hardships right? Another one would be when parents, you know, dictate personal choices such as when you lose your virginity, how many piercings or tattoos are acceptable, you know? So all of these impositions can feel like heavy expectations that weigh you down, yeah? So if you decide to, you know, pursue something down the track, you often find yourself needing to conceal it from them, right? So for instance, if you choose to lose your virginity, there's no fucking way you're going to go to your parents and tell them that, right? Because they've already made that impossible due to all the stigma surrounding personal choices related to your body. So this contributes significantly to you know, your future comfort within your own skin and it forms this internal framework. So when you are raised with a constant refrain of don't do that, right? It has its merits, obviously, when it comes to danger and harmful activities. However, when it concerns, you know, decisions about your body and who you are, being told from a young age not to engage in such activities or think certain ways it only intensifies the desire to explore them, right? And this just inevitably leads to the secrecy part. So even if you, you know, you you do proceed with these choices, you do it covertly, right? Keeping them hidden from others. So this creates a divide within the relationships as, as those around you believe that they know you while in reality, you're simply conforming just to avoid the drama and living your second life in secrecy, right? You're living a fucking double life, essentially, right? And it's 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 frustrating not to be able to express yourself openly and freely, right? So this di- whole dynamic, this whole fucking shit applies to matters of sexuality, relationships, any aspect in your life. So as people often feel kind of compelled to meet the expectations of those they don't even agree with, it's it's a disheartening situation to be in, right? And consequently, you know, your confidence suffers, right? You suffer. Your comfort in your own skin fucking diminishes and deteriorates. And often confidence is eroded because we want to avoid hurting someone else's feelings, right? But mistakenly, we're thinking that in agreement, being in agreement with that person is the only way to achieve this. But then in reality, you don't need to agree or engage in arguments or whatever their beliefs are. So while I advocate for confronting falsehoods that you don't believe in and having healthy debates, if you believe that arguing will only cause you more stress, it's perfectly acceptable to simply acknowledge the other person's perspective in a non-confrontational way. So you could simply just say, 
thank you for sharing your viewpoint. I don't agree. And that's it. You don't have to go any further, right? You don't even have to add the I don't agree at the end. You could just simply say, thank you for sharing your viewpoint and be done with it. Dust your hands, fuck off, okay? Believe it or not, there are countless ways to express yourself without having to agree. So all while remaining true to your authentic self. So it's about being genuine without unnecessarily inviting more drama, right? Personally, I'm not all, I'm all for fucking addressing issues, right? And I've mentioned that before. However, I've encountered numerous situations where I don't, like, I just didn't want to engage in the negative energy, right? And there are so many individuals with whom I prefer not to argue with because our arguing styles clash, making it such a fucking unpleasant experience and such an awkward environment to be in, right? So in those cases, I opt for just disengaging from the arguments without feeling the need to converse in it, okay? Oh my God, I love a good rant, don't I? (laughs) Anyways, other challenges that are kind of tied to this notion of authenticity is that we've we've grown accustomed to veering away from our true selves, making it, you know, bearable and familiar norms in our lives. Okay? So occasionally you'll feel stuck by moments of insight into what life could be if you wholeheartedly pursued your desires and expressed yourself authentically, right? So this This isn't about being disrespectful or impolite. It's about speaking your own truth and having the confidence to do so comfortably, okay? And I think that's an important part of it. However, you'll notice that your own conditioned mindset from all of this, right, is formed by past actions and perceived expectations. So this all just quickly shuts your thoughts down. You've become so accustomed to this way of thinking that when you entertain ideas of branching out and pursuing your desires, it may initially strike you as, you know, a romantic thing to do and ideal, but then you're overshadowed by all these impractical notions and thoughts coming through your head. So because of all of this, when the important moments arise, you often you know, revert back to your old self, your previous self. So this is when you start kind of pondering, how can I be more capable? It's where these questions stem from. So how can you break the cycle? Sometimes it's not as straightforward as embracing those moments of insight and thought that you experience, all right? It involves giving more attention and dedicating more time to those thoughts and feelings. So imagine the, sens- imagine the sensation of walking into any conversation regardless of the person you're speaking to and feeling inherently confident. Just imagine that. One of my top pieces of advice that I can give to you in regarding this is to invest more time within yourself as an independent individual, all right? And I've got a whole fucking podcast on that. I think it's called um, Lonely Versus Being Alone. It's that one. Go listen to it if you struggle with this. But as you kind of do spend time with yourself as an independent individual, you're going to discover these traits within yourself that you never knew existed, all right? So once you comprehend and understand your capabilities as an individual, you'll then realize that there is no need to play small in your life, all right? You will realize that you possess immense capability and you can stand independently, So this ties into the idea of taking that leap of faith, all right? So if you haven't taken that step yet for whatever it is, it's often because you fear, you know, venturing out of your own, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, taking those risks. 
these fears lead us to believe that everything will go wrong if we don't dare to act. All right. So in conversations about confidence and taking risks, I'm frequently asked about how did you do it? How I could never travel solo. I could never relocate to a new city. You know, I could, I could never take these leaps of faith in my career. So, but the reality is you can, whatever it is. Firstly, you need to affirm within yourself that you can indeed accomplish it. It's within you. Now, let me emphasize that I'm sh- I'm not some fucking reckless person, all right? There are countless individuals out there, a multitude of individuals out there who have ventured down the same path that I have, if not have gone those extra leaps and bounds further, all right? It's an extraordinary feeling to have. My best friend has literally just moved states. She did that on her own accord and I'm so fucking proud of her to go and do that because she has been saying it for years, all right? But the key distinction with all of this lies in the, in, within those who have embarked on independent journeys, taken those risks and put themselves out there, you know, or they've pursued entirely so like all these in like endeavors and adventures on their own right they simply made the decision to do it and i can absolutely fucking guarantee to you without a shadow of a doubt that anticipating how awful it might be is you know that's just worse than the actual experience all right and there's no fucking rationality behind that all of that all right so when you sit there and you dwell on how dreadful things could potentially turn out, you are envisioning all the negative outcomes, right, that could materialize if you were to take that leap. However, you need to know that not all those possibilities, they're not going to go away, not all of them, but perhaps just one or two of those aspects you might encounter with difficulties. But not the entire narrative you've concocted in your mind will come true, And you need to know that. And more on that, actually, when you are actively engaged in the moment, you don't have the luxury to sit there and fester and panic about all those negative thoughts, all right? So you're occupied with taking action. You're fully immersed in the present moment. So the reality is when you're in motion, you don't have the time to for that sort of anxiety, all right? You don't have time for that. So you're, you know, attuned to being in the present. You're taking those decisive steps because you're actively participating. You're riding the current of life and opportunities are continuously manifesting for you. So even if something, you know, even if you've encountered, you know, a setback, opportunities are still going to arise and they might even come across quite swiftly. And this is just going to propel you forward because you're doing the thing. So consider this scenario. You've just moved to a new country. You're on the hunt for an apartment and a job. You know, you're actively engaged in that entire process. You are not lounging around your bed fretting about every single possible thing that could go wrong. All right. So you're genuinely enjoying that experience. So even if things don't unfold precisely as planned or as you thought they would, there's a wealth of activity around you. Okay. So being in these such, you know, novel phases of life, bring forth, you know, all these chance encounters that you're going to have, amusing interactions with people. And, you know, it's, it's never entirely bleak. So even if things don't, you know, live up to the expectations that you once had, 
opportunities naturally will present themselves when you take action. Okay, so this is more, this is the most significant lesson that I like I can impart to anyone who asks, how can I be certain things will work out? All right, because I know that that's a fear that lives within us and a question that we ask ourselves whenever we're about to take that leap of faith or a step in life. So to that question, my answer would be the beauty lies in not needing to be certain that it will all work out. All you truly need to know is yourself. Understand your identity, your desires, and your boundaries. Arm yourself with self-awareness. You'll possess the confidence to put yourself out there when you do this, as it's just merely you in a different setting. It is still you. You've just changed your environment. All right. So if you're contemplating the need to adapt or become someone else to fit in, you're subjecting yourself to an exhausting and a, you know, headache inducing fucking endeavor. Okay. So, however, though, if you embrace your authentic self and, you know, you transport it into these new environments and you, you know, you pick yourself up and you go move to another country, you'll naturally attract like-minded individuals and you'll repel those who aren't right for you. (laughs) I can't believe I just said transported. I've been watching way too much Futurama at the moment. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to some questions that you can ask yourself to enhance your self-confidence. All right, so let's start with number one. Ask yourself, how do I define myself? And more importantly, does this description align with who you truly are or who you aspire to be? Okay, so the authentic you that's yearning to emerge or break free, however you want to say it. So as you observe and encounter all these different personalities, consider if there are you know individuals whose behaviors or demeanors you resonate with you, okay? So if you find yourself thinking, oh, wow, I'd love to embody those traits or I'd like to have those kind of responses or I like how he handled that situation, then that's precisely where you want to be. Yeah, so it's refreshingly straightforward. It doesn't have to be so complex, all right? You're not striving to be someone that you don't genuinely desire to become, yeah? So you'd rather be drawn to those qualities that you admire, which are already part of your inner self. You already have that shit within you, so you just need to tap into it. So start by jotting down your self-description, and then I want you to kind of examine that and the differences between your self-perception and your true self or the desired self, the self that you want to become, okay? So you'll likely notice that many of the things you desire about yourself are traits you don't particularly like, all right? Because we're always drawn to the negatives first. However, because you've repeatedly labeled yourself as such, all those negative things that you're saying about yourself, you're you're inadvertently acting in alignment with those decisions and descriptions that you've poured upon yourself. So for instance, perhaps you've convinced yourself that you're shy, that you suffer from social anxiety, or that you suck at public speaking. Or on the flip side of that, you've taken the label on as being the loud one. Yeah, so these descriptions can manifest in various ways, but the key is that if you believe them for long enough, they're going to become your self-fulfilling prophecies. They're going to be a part of your identity, okay? So consider how much of these you're preemptively projecting onto yourself before any given situation unfolds. So if you are consistently affirming, you know, that 
I'm the quiet one. I lack confidence. Then you're going to carry all of these beliefs into your interactions with people. So you you won't be fully present in the conversation or the group scenarios because you've already reassigned yourself to be the timid, reserved one. So even if that's not who you truly are or you truly aspire to be, remember this. Your thoughts shape your reality. Your inner narratives influence your outward experience, okay? Whatever you have inside you and what you believe is what you then project out to the world. It's how you show the fuck up. Gosh, I love a good pep talk. Anyways, moving on to my next point. Don't ever feel obliged to agree. So as I mentioned earlier, it's perfectly acceptable to express alternative viewpoints. So instead of defaulting to agreement, come up with a group of responses that you have that will convey your stance without necessarily saying the words, I agree with you. Okay, so the more you honor your genuine self, the quicker your confidence is going to flourish. You'll rapidly gain confidence in your own identity, in your voice, in your contributions in any situation or scenarios okay and this applies across the board so whether you're dealing with in-laws or anyone else so so for example even if your in-laws express a viewpoint you strongly disagree with it's entirely okay to respond with the this right respond with this that's an interesting perspective i don't share the same viewpoint but it's good to understand your standpoint Right, simple. So try it. It may feel a little bit intimidating initially at first, you know, but you'll soon realize how liberating it is to be your true self. It allows others to see the real you rather than this fabricated facade. After all, what's the point of pretending when it's a waste of everyone's time, particularly yours? And it's a waste of energy too. Fuck, it's hard. Anyways, moving on to the next step. Minimize your contemplation time. So observe how quickly the urge to create narratives dissolves when you have no choice but to confront a situation in your life. So remember back to all those times when action was required of you. Perhaps your lease expired and you needed to move out quickly or you lost your job and you had to seek another one. How rapidly did you spring to action? quite quickly, right? So you inherently possess the ability to take action. Yet here you are squandering your precious time constructing elaborate scenarios about how daunting it will be to put yourself out there. Again, a waste of your time. So allow me to guarantee you this. When you take action and dive in, Yes, some things may not go to plan because the world isn't a realm of perfection, all right? It's an imperfect equation. That's life. That's the world. However, a multitude of positive outcomes will undoubtedly emerge, you know, compared to the endless contemplation that you're going to have. So always bear in mind that if something adverse arises, a challenge arise from your actions, it signifies the existence of at least five other favorable outcomes, okay? So not taking action is by default a negative outcome. So uh, by failing to act, you're already doing yourself a disservice and yielding negative results, all right? The ultimate path to consistently achieving positive outcomes is by aligning with the flow of life, going with the current and always taking action. Conversely, if you stand still, paralyzed by fear and anxiety, you're essentially swimming against the current. Everything around you keeps moving 
And the agony of regret for not taking action is far more excruciating. It's during these moments of inaction that your self-confidence starts to deplete. Okay, so true self-confidence arises from confronting those inner doubts that whisper, I can't do this. Fuck no, simply fucking do it. You'll find yourself feeling significantly more confident even in the face of failures because you'll come to realize your own resilience. All right, so embrace the idea that even failure contributes to your self-confidence. Speaking from my own experiences, I've encountered numerous setbacks and mishaps of my endeavors in life. Many things didn't go as planned. However, what brought me my greatest happiness is the ability to turn things around. How did I do it? By taking action and refusing to dwell on my setbacks, okay? I kept pushing forward, moving the needle forward. I didn't have the luxury to fucking wallow and panic because life keeps moving forward, so you need to as well. Look, here's the truth. It's not about innate talent or skill. It's about taking action consistently. The more action you take, the more things work in your favor, despite the occasional mishaps and hurdles, okay? So this journey builds your confidence, teaching you that you can overcome obstacles, that you are resilient. So if you're sitting there thinking, to gain more confidence, I might have to make mistakes, the answer is a resounding yes. Welcome to the realm of true confidence, where you make mistakes, you learn from them, and you discover your unbreakable spirit. None of those fears you once harbored can actually shatter you. Truthfully, it's not actually as daunting as it may seem, okay? I wholeheartedly encourage you to embrace those mistakes. Step out of your comfort zone to find yourself in situations where you may feel out of place. All those experiences will contribute significantly to boosting your self-confidence because you'll come to recognize your genuine abilities in life, okay? As human beings, we're inherently wired to seek belonging and connections. I acknowledge this extensively. It's a fundamental aspect of our nature, deeply ingrained in our psyche and shared with other mammals, other humans, okay? We need a sense of community for our survival. There's no denying that. It's important to want to fit in, okay? But not at the cost of of forsaking your own authenticity. So why on earth would you want to maintain friendships where others don't genuinely know the real you or where you have to put on a facade when you're with your in-laws or even your own family just because they might not agree with your authentic self? Okay, so here's the truth. If you remain a good, respectful, kind, and loving person, People will not love you any less. This applies when you are unapologetically embracing your true self, even in the presence of those who are holding those opposite or opposing beliefs, you know, or your parents who might have those reservations about your life choices. The love remains. It's the difference in opinion that may increase, all right? But that love remains constant. So let's address the fact that you're investing your precious time and energy worrying, fearing all the things that might be said or done to you, when in reality, this comprehension only drives connections away. You you could establish deeper connections even if you have more areas of disagreement, all right? There's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to see eye to eye on everything to have a meaningful connection, all right? So for example, your parents might express concerns about your tattoos, piercings, or your choice your chosen path in life, but they could still appreciate your authenticity, 
all right? They'll come around. Believe me, they'll come around. But if they don't and they make your life miserable, then you've done yourself a favor. You can choose to spend less time with anyone who doesn't respect you, even if it's your family. So just remember, every relationship in life is conditional, out of mutual respect, okay? If someone fails to respect you despite your effort to bridge the gap, they they don't hold a golden ticket to your life. I've said it countless times. No one, not even a parent, has a automatic pass into your life. So you, so if you embrace your authentic self and someone can't accept it, that's their issue, not yours. It shouldn't change how you view yourself and it certainly shouldn't deteriorate you from being your authentic self in all aspects of your life. So here's one for you. The more real and authentic you are, the more you focus on fitting in with yourself rather than trying to conform to others, the more you'll naturally attract the right people and repel those who aren't a good fit. Fucking hell, take that one to the bank. But as a final thought, before entering situations that make you nervous or interacting with certain individuals, ask yourself this important question. What am I trying to achieve when I dim down who I am? Give it some serious thought because the results will never be as satisfying as when you approach these encounters as your true self, okay? So it's it's not about being the loudest or the most popular person in the room. This whole concept revolves around who is most at ease in their own skin. And as I always emphasize, try to flip your perspective, okay? So take the moment to answer these questions for yourself. Who do I know that radiates the most confidence in their own skin? Reflect on those individuals in your life who, you know, exude an attractive energy because they consistently live authentically. So in my case, that person is my mum. She is 100% herself day in and day out. She embodies her true self unravelly, right? Regardless of who she interacts with or in context of a situation, right? If she's in a debate, she will not engage, okay? If she doesn't care to, she speaks her mind. She is 1000% who she is. And I love that about her, right? So whether it's with any of us within the family, whether it's in a personal setting, she doesn't have a jealousy or insecurities because she's authentically embracing herself day in and day out. And that is where I get it from. I've learned off her. You know, I work to, I've worked towards achieving this level of, of authenticity. Like I've overcome the times when I felt compelled to pretend to be someone else due to a relationship or a job. So now I believe I've largely I've largely succeeded in being genuinely authentic in various aspects of my life. But like however, I've learned this and I've seen it firsthand in my mum's life, all right? Serving as an inspiring inspiring example. It's the life I aspire to live and like the persona I want to have because I recognize it as a path to true happiness and being 1000% yourself, right? Not just 100 we're not playing it small, 1000% yourself. So absolutely, there are likely countless individuals out there who excel in areas where I might fall short. However, I do not perceive their success as a threat because I'm truly living in alignment with my authentic self. I understand that there is no one 
who can, you know, replicate my unique essence, me. No one can be me as I can't fully replicate someone else. I can't clone myself to be someone else. Therefore, I, I never feel threatened or insecure. Okay. My focus remains on continuous self improvement and, you know, competing against my own previous achievements and bettering myself. It's, it's an internal motivation driven by my desires to grow rather than the need to compete with those around me due to discomfort in my own skin or doubts in my capability. Okay. So honestly, I think that's everything that I really wanted to talk about. Honestly, I could ramble on for days, but I genuinely hope that you've gained valuable insights from this episode. And moreover, I encourage you to take the time to sit down with a pen and paper and write down these insights because like listening to this podcast or any other form of information is one thing, but putting it into practice and making it a part of your life is another. All right. So consistently and repetition is key here as as with most things in life including belief systems thoughts feelings emotions and you know taking action based on those if you found this episode helpful you know it had moments of revelations with you please write it down the more you reinforce these ideas the easier they'll become and be part of your mindset all right, you don't you don't have to wait years for change. It can happen in a matter of weeks with consistency and repetition. So treat it as a muscle that you're training, all right? And soon you'll see significant growth. So please, do it not only for me, but more importantly, do it for your fucking self, okay? And honestly, share this episode with someone that you think could value from this or gain any sort of insight and help them as well because we're all here we're all in this together god this was a big one and i could ramble on forever but i need to end it so anyways please do share this around if you think it will benefit someone else you know share it to your social media give this podcast a follow because it helps me more than you will ever know or realize and i'm so grateful to each and every one of you that listen in every week i can see the analytics now i understand them finally and i'm seeing it all (laughs) so anyways guys have a good one and i will catch you in next week's episode actually no i might bring adam in you one i don't know i'll catch you anyways (laughs) 